0: Welcome to Teledyne Advanced Chemistry Systems Tech Talk Podcast. Our goal is to bring you useful information and offer solutions for your applications and analytical needs. Teledyne Advanced Chemistry Systems represents a group of companies existing of Teledyne Techmark, Teledyne C Tech, Teledyne Lehman Labs, and Teledyne Hastings. Welcome to the Tech Talks Podcast. This is part two of our GC column series with Chris English from ResTech. Please check out part one to learn more about which GC column is best for your VOC purge and drop analysis. Today, we will be discussing method development for VOC analysis. Our guest speaker is Chris English, who is the laboratory manager at ResTech Corporation. He has managed a team of chemists in ResTech's Innovations Laboratory since 2004. Before taking the reins of the laboratory, he spent seven years as an environmental chemist and was critical to the development of ResTech's current line of volatile GC columns. Prior to joining ResTech, he operated a variety of gas chromatographic detectors, conducting method development and sample analysis. Chris holds a BS in environmental science from St. Michael's College in the USA. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for joining me today.
1: All right. Thanks, Amy, for the introduction. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So could you give us a quick overview of part one of our series and how it kind of relates to what we're talking about today, method development?
1: Yeah. So in our previous podcast, what we talked about was uh, developing a method and transferring that method from one column platform to another. And kind of the first step is to go out on the Internet and find Find methods, or if you're using your existing method and you want to optimize it, you can go in and use a method translator and change that method. So you could change your column dimensions, um, you can change your carrier gas, and what your result will look like is that your analytes will come out in the same elution order. So you'll have very similar resolution, but the that particular um, tool that you use will tell you what the change in resolution is going to be, which is which is really um, helpful because if you go from a 30 meter to a 15 meter column, you can translate that and take a look at what the loss in resolution will be between going from a 30 meter to a 15 meter and decide if that's a good option. And it'll also show you how how much faster that run is.
0: Yeah, that seems like a great tool. So let's kind of go through it a little bit. Um, So let's say I have a new application that I'd like to run and I want to try with specific compounds. Uh, What's the next step?
1: So in in this next section, we kind of want to talk about doing a method development where we're starting, kind of starting from scratch. We have our own set of compounds. Many times we're operating off of a method like an EPA 8260 or a 524 type method. And so that way we can look at other applications and just translate it to a different column platform. In this case, we might only have 20 compounds. We might have extra compounds we want to add to 8260. And in that case, we can use a different tool called the ProEase GC Chromatogram Modeler. And that would allow us to put compounds into this um, setup and, and actually model them. And it will give you a whole list of different possibility, uh, like possible stationary phases.
0: Oh, that's great. Could you maybe walk us through how to use Pro Easy GC? Is it simply just entering the compounds that I need to analyze? into the box or is there like a search option and is it free to use?
1: Yeah. So that's, that, that's a good question because originally when we went to design it, um, one of, you know, one of my suggestions was, you know, you enter in all these conditions and, and someone sitting in the room was like, why can't I just cut and paste a list of compounds and just put them in and it will tell me what to do. And that was like so elegant and simple. And, and that's exactly how we launched it um, originally. And that was, and that's that's what we call option one. And when you first open it, you can basically cut and paste your compounds right off the website. Like if you're, if you're on our website and you look at a compound list for analytical reference materials, you can simply cut and paste that list right into UCGC and then hit go. The cool thing about that too is once you enter that in it will give you a list of different stationary phases so one you know super simple example is we could take btex enter in btex and it will give us six different stationary phases that are appropriate for the analysis of btex and that give us good resolution the other thing you can see is it will tell you that on a particular column four out of four compounds are resolved on another column maybe you know, uh, two out of the four are resolved. It will give you those options, and you can basically scroll down and pick the column that you want. And once you pick that column, it will give you the the uh, most optimized conditions for that particular column. So that that option works out really well, and it's very simple.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I just copying pasting. I know, you know, like our customers run off specific methods, um, and it's just easy to, you could just copy that right from the method and paste it in. So that, that seems very useful.
1: Right. Yeah. And then we can talk a little about option two as well. Um, and option two is where you can go in and pick the stationary phase that you want and then there's a drop-down list of different compound classes. You can then select any one of those compound classes, so it could be volatiles, or semi-volatiles, or pesticides, or solvents, um, drugs of abuse, whatever compound list you'd like, and then go through that list and pick the compounds out of that list. The interesting part about that, too, is you can select how you want those compounds to be resolved. So you can, if you double-click the compound, it will change a dark blue color, and that means they absolutely have to be resolved. Otherwise, you know, it's it it will go on to a different uh, solution. Um, you can click it once, where uh, that would be nice to have resolved, and it's in the compound list. So that's kind of two different ways that you can select the compounds in the option two um, for uh, for setting that up.
0: Oh, that's great. So, what are some considerations uh, to using this software?
1: So, when, when you're using the, uh, uh, the software, um, there are a couple things that you want to look for. Uh, the modeler is going to select a solution that provides the best overall resolution. Um, and so, if, if you have compounds that you don't care if they co elute, Easy GC is going to try to resolve them to baseline, so it doesn't, it doesn't pick and choose unless you're picking that option two and you're selecting it, um, but if you're just cutting and pasting an option one, it's going to try to baseline resolve every single compound that's in there. Um, the modeler also doesn't recognize varying concentrations. You know, one interesting question that we get a lot is customers will call in and say, you know, I ran my chromatogram and... the the peak heights don't match what I have. And I almost see that as one of the best compliments we could have because the customer actually thought it was a real chromatogram, right? And no, that was not a real, that's just a model. And we changed the peak heights just to make it look real, like make it look a little more visually appealing. Um, Because our, our first beta test or alpha test on this to customers we showed them all the peak heights, the same height. And they said, oh, that thing is like, that doesn't work. You know, it's almost like a vacuum cleaner that doesn't make a loud noise. You know, people are like, no, that that, that doesn't work for me. And so when we changed the peak heights, they were like, oh, that's really cool. And that was really the only difference that we had for that particular test. So, um, but then, so those varying concentrations um, are not gonna match what you see on your actual chromatogram so and then the other thing is predicting separations between two compounds where you have a high concentration analyte and a low concentration analyte that elute very closely that's another thing that's very difficult to to make a prediction on so and then and then one other thing is for sample matrix effects you know, ECGC does not take into consideration sample matrix um, and interference effects, uh, solvent effects for splitless um, injections that involve a lot of solvent, um, and direct injections and cool on column injections where you have a lot of solvent that can actually interfere with your first diluting compounds that come out and change your retention time. So you can get slight changes in retention time that would not match with ECGC.
0: Mm-hmm. Is is there a way to make changes if I need to?
1: Yeah, so th- this was more feedback from the customer. They, Customers were, basically their, their thing was, I wanna have complete control. Like I don't wanna be told um, off the shelf columns. I wanna be able to look at a 120 meter column that doesn't exist and I wanna model it and I wanna see what I get. Um, I wanna use pressures that are outside of what my instrument can handle. Um, I, I also, I, I want to be able to look at, at all of the conditions. And so now we have, when you go into pro GC chromatogram modeler and you click on the tab conditions at the very bottom, there is a, an option there to click on custom. And as soon as you click on custom, everything is unhighlighted, right? And you can go in and make whatever changes you want. That's, that's kind of how I like to operate. And the reason is because sometimes I want to go in and put in like my column. The column I have is actually 28 meters because I clipped it down. And so I want to enter in a 28-meter column. Well, of course, you're not going to buy a 28-meter column, right? It's going to come as a 30-meter. But I already know that I cut a big chunk of the column off, and then this will just give me more accurate results. Um, The other thing is I want to be able to look at, well, what would it look like if I doubled the column length? Um, And what we found is, this is very popular at universities where they'll use this as part of their course curriculum and they can allow the, the students to do all sorts of different manual changes um, in EZGC. So that's another purpose that we found that was pretty useful um, with EZGC.
0: Right, yeah, I could see that being a really nice feature for you know just research purposes as well. Now, I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but can you explain a little bit m- more how, how close the modeled result is to actual results?
1: Yeah, so the, so when, when we look at like the resolution equation and we look at a classical baseline resolution of 1.5 um, or we look at doubling column length theoretically increases resolution by 40%, but in reality it only increases resolution by 30%. Um, there's a lot of mathematics that goes in behind the scenes on this. And some of that that math is doing these calculations in such a way that you're going to get what I would call a classical result. So our predicted model will give you slightly better resolution than your actual results. And the reason your actual results are different uh, may be the coding efficiency of your column. If your column is 95% coding efficient, efficiency, you might better match a predicted model. Whereas if the coding efficiency is 80 or 85%, um, it may not perfectly match, right? So you would have two compounds. You might have a compound that is 20% resolved um, on a predicted model, it will not be resolved on ECGC. So if you have just a little shoulder, you can, you're not, you're, you're not going to see a shoulder. Um, as an actual result. So those are kind of things that you want to, you know, keep a lookout for Um, an area where you might have 50 percent resolution. You may only have 30 percent resolution in actuality. So, you know, those and, and in order for us to mathematically update it in a way that would be more accurate would require us to optimize it for every single compound on every single stationary phase, looking at all the different stationary phase film thicknesses. And the way we collect data now is we'll take one stationary phase and we run the compounds under three different conditions and then we load all that data into ECGC and it makes these calculations. If we were to try to make those calculations, we'd have to do it on nearly 20 different conditions and enter them in. So it would just be a massive amount of data it doesn't mean we're not gonna try in the future though. So, you know, it's certainly not off the table because we might find some shortcuts or ways to, to optimize it. But at this point in time, there will be some differences between your resolution and the actual resolution that you get.
0: Yeah, I can see that taking a lot of time and, you know, just like a lot of results and a lot of entering in all that data. But the predicted model looks it looks great. I, was, I did have a question. Does it does it predict like co eluting compounds?
1: Yes. Yes. It'll okay. definitely predict a co elution versus a resolution. Mm-hmm. It's where you see those compounds where they're just barely resolved. Like if you look in that, if, if you take a look at some chromatograms that are out there, um, you'll see that if it's 30% resolved, you might not be able to resolve it um, in actuality. And those are things to look for in EZGC.
0: Yeah. So what are the limitations of Pro GC?
1: Yeah, I, I, it's interesting because I think the, uh, I think it's, you know, people, you'll see that people have entered in a few compounds and they enter in more compounds and then they enter in every compound they, they have, right? Um, and I, one of the limitations is there are millions of compounds out there and we only have about 8,000 compounds entered. Now one way that we update our libraries is we take a look at all the not founds that customers are looking for and you know we we've had 50,000 you know requests come through and we'll look at all of the not founds and then we'll we'll basically sort that and the highest number of not founds we end up adding that to our ECGC libraries so our compounds are more targeted Early on, we would just run everything we had in the lab and run all the method compounds and then put them on EZGC and hope for the best. But now we have a more targeted approach to building the EZGC and updating it. And it's really based on what if, if you're if you keep entering a compound in there and it's not found and other customers are doing the same thing, there's a good chance we're working on adding it to our libraries. So that is one of the limitations there. Also, initial temperature is. Um, you know the starting temperature is really based on your solvent. You want to have good solvent focusing. Um, so if you don't have good solvent focusing, the chromatogram that ECGC tells you may be appropriate, uh, might not in fact work because you have a solvent, um, you'll know, have a solvent column mismatch, or you'll have solvent that wasn't focused at the head of the column, and that will distort your peak shapes. So and then of course we don't take into consideration overloading. Um, or tailing from uh, injection port conditions.
0: And I was wondering, are you able to save the modeled chromatograms?
1: Yes. So in in EasyGC, we've had a lot of customer requests on this as well. Uh, Originally, you would go in and you'd get a result. And then if you didn't print it or screen capture it, then that was it. As soon as you... As soon as you logged off, it just vanished in the thin air. So we created a whole nother tab that's called My Easy GC. And that allows you to go in and save your work. Now, there are some considerations that you have to do, right? You've got to go in and make sure you name it something unique because it'll come out and it'll say example um, or method one. And If you just click OK Method 1 and save it, the next time you go in, it will default and say Method 1. And if you click Save, you've just oversaved your previous uh, method. So you want to go in and give it a unique name, and then you have to click OK. And then once you click OK, then you can click Save. And that's the other mistake I always make. I go in, I type in the method, I forget to click OK, and then I click Save. And it basically saves it as method one or it saves it over something else. Um, So, you know, you would just want to make sure that you enter it in. And and so far, there is no limit to how many methods you can put in there Um, because I have over 100 in mine. And uh, so far, there's no it has not I have not overloaded my uh, my libraries in there or my uh, my easy GC.
0: Oh, that's great i I can see that being a really great feature for somebody who's working on you know their method development or optimizing their the current method so that's that's you a know, really great feature,
1: yeah, and it's nice because you have all your compounds in there, like I'll spend a lot of time you know putting in a, like, okay, for instance, PCBs, like the Who12 PCBs. I'll put in a lot of time putting in all my PCBs in for all the different methods, and they're all all saved separately. So now when a customer calls in and says, well, I want to see the Who12 on a one, I can quickly go look at it. Or I want to see the Who12 on the PCB column, I can quick just go make the changes. Because that's the cool part is, you can go open up one of your methods, and then you can make whatever changes you want to it, and and you know right away change the column and now you're looking at a different column with the same compound list but you've already captured that list and you've saved it so it's already saved in your in your ECGC
0: So could you give us a quick summary of what we've covered today
1: Yeah so the The nice part is between the method developer, which we talked about last time, where you can change your column dimensions and have the same elution order, and you can adjust that resolution using the same stationary phase. Here we can look at a whole variety of different stationary phases. We can look at whatever compounds we want. Um, You know, we can change all of our column dimensions. We can switch to custom, and even if you wanted to connect two 60-meter columns together, you can put in a 120 meter column into custom and see what'll happen, um, and it's it's quite accurate for things like that. Um, and then of course all your flow settings in there. Um, you can you can choose between whether you want it under vacuum or you want atmospheric. So whether it's a a uh, atmospheric detector like an FID, ECD, TCD, or you run it mass spec, you know, with a vacuum. Um, and again, you don't even, you don't even have to step into the lab. So it's available 24/7. You can go in and check it out. And if you need help, all you have to do is click the help and that, that compound list that you were modeling goes directly to our tech service. And what they'll do is they'll take a look at it and then they can help you with it. So if there's, if you're like, gee, I wish I could get these two compounds resolved tech service can easily help you out. Um, so. And we just added another half a dozen languages to it as well. So you you can certainly translate it into whatever language you want.
0: Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for joining joining me today, Chris, and all the time that you're taking with this GC column series. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot about method development and how easy it is to use ProEasy GC. We will definitely include links to our podcast channel under this episode for some other useful information relating to the topics that we covered today. So thanks again and stick around for part three.
1: All right, awesome, thanks, Amy.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tax Tech Talk podcast. For more information about our products and the solutions we offer, please visit www.teledyneacs.com. If you like this podcast, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing this show. That way you'll never miss an episode. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time.